who the fuck is that? <laughs> the bearded wonder. Welcome to the Built by Bailey's podcast episode four. four. We are uh, sitting here at Confluence again, Confluence SBC. Once again, thank you very much. We'd also like to thank our first sponsor, 6ix9ine Design, Brian Scott, Graphic Design, Sticker, Empire, Technically, is our second What's sponsor? That? Isn't he our second sponsor? Yeah, that's true. But it's okay, Brian. Thank it's you. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, check him out. Six Nine Design. All your graphic design stuff. All your. Um, he does. God, man, I should probably get a list from him. But he does. Uh, I mean, I know he like wraps the waste management trucks all the way down to. Oh, doing, does he really do that? I didn't yeah, know that. Oh. he does. Um, <clears throat> A lot of racing kits, I think, still. He does, he's still into that biking culture, so he does a lot yeah. of things there, a lot of banner work. Uh, but, man, this guy sells a, an ass load of stickers, too. He does the logo for Copper Mountain, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does or quite a bit. used to, anyway. Yeah. Um, but he is our newest... Newest, how about that? Newest, newest sponsor. sponsor. That's, I like that. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Brian. 6ix9ine Design. Design. Confluence SBC. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Well, I'm looking forward to the new logo from Brian. Yeah, right. So stay tuned for that for sure. Me too. Because right now it is uh, it's a bunch of construction guys messing around with paint, <laughs> trying to do graphic pro. design. It's <laughs> not it's not a good look. It's not man. a not a good look. Not pretty. Uh, okay, but you heard a third voice. A third voice. We have our first guest. We broke the seal and we brought in the heavyweight, Casey Thompson. Good morning. What up? What up? Casey is, uh, let me give a little setup here. Casey is a master electrician. Master. Uh, he has worked with us on multiple jobs. We were just, uh, he was just coaching me through uh, my wireless can lights, smart lights. Um, yes, Which how that I'm not went. very smart. One of the two. No, Either I'm the not, can lights I'm aren't not smarter smart. to you. I'm not very smart. <laughs> What do I do? Just get on a ladder, take the can light out, stop right there. That sounds confusing. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. not going any further. Uh, so, Casey, who are you? Where are you working? What, who, who, who should our listeners, uh, or what should I, our listeners know about you? Well, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for coming, man. As you mentioned, master electrician. I've been in the electrical industry for 20 years. Uh, started as a kid in High school, my dad was an electrician, jumped in with the company that he was working for. Uh, Early age, got uh, my license just out of high school. I went to technical college when I was in high school, which I'm a big advocate of technical college, trade trade colleges. Agree, me too. Um, I was able to, my junior and senior year, go to trade college and learn everything that I needed to know to pass that test to get my journeyman's license right out of high school. So I was a very young journeyman electrician and I'm, uh, I was pretty well established at that point to have a long career and I'm, uh, still trucking. Yeah. And you're still relatively young. You're not even 40 yet. Nope. So you've been doing this almost 20 years, actually 20 years, 20 years. And I'm 36 years old. That's crazy. There you go. And still doesn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, Where are you working now? So I work for a large uh, electrical contractor called Encore Electric in Denver. And we are uh, spread across the front range. We have an office in Colorado Springs. 
Lakewood, Fort Collins, also in the Western Slope, Avon, and Basalt. And we have an office in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and also Bozeman, Montana. You used to, I mean, you used to have your own gig. I did. And then you left that to go there. Mm-hmm. What's your, uh, what, what was the reasoning behind that? So you got tired the, of working for us. That yeah. might be true. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, not true. true. I Accusing him of always guys. stealing our tape measures. <laughs> Pencils. Yeah. And markers. <laughs> Where's Evan? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I did. I had my own business for a period of time, uh, oh, right around 2010, 2012. Uh, had a blast. I, I'm a commercial electrician by trade. I've uh, been in the commercial industry for 20 years, but I do the residential as well um, for the sake of entertainment and working with you clowns. Uh, clowns is an endearing term. So. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I did. I enjoyed my own business for a period of time. Uh, uh, life took me in a different direction and I ended up with uh, an opportunity to join Encore Electric through a couple different avenues and options. And uh, I took that avenue and I love it. I'm having a blast now. Uh, I love my job. I'm in, like I said, commercial electrician. Um, I specialize in building automations, so mechanical controls, uh, motor controls, HVAC controls, smart buildings, building efficiency. That's really my focus. I run a group of about 30 guys where I work, and uh, we're, we're pleased to be what I believe the best team in the area as far as that BAS uh, building automation world. You know, he's a good person to probably, maybe we should talk about this on this episode a little bit, but we talked about in the very first one about how guys that work for themselves, right? right? Um, like the dichotomy between being really skilled at your actual craft yes. versus running a business. Because he <laughs> kind of yes. touched on yes. this a little bit like, had fun working for himself, uh-huh. right? But also the challenges of doing good electrical work for your clients mm-hmm. and managing guys, labor, payroll, you know, all Ooh. these kind of things. And it is taxing and exhausting. Yeah. It's like, I just want to take jobs and go do my jobs and get paid for them. But there's almost like this entrepreneurialism that has to happen when you work for yourself. Sure. And if you were trying to balance a little bit of both, it's exhausting. And when you all of a sudden throw in one more variable, it's a tipping point, like a kid. Mm. Um, I make that sound like a kid is a variable. <laughs> Evan uh, hates a kid. Yeah. It's fine. We all, we all know that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it becomes a lot. It's tough. It does. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's educating, too. You learn a lot. Yeah. Running you, your you own You pay business. for it, though. I mean, you're paying for that education at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. But it was a... It was uh, it was a lot of fun learning the things that I didn't know I was going to learn. The running the business side mm-hmm. of things, the books, yep. the finances, and how to pay yourself the taxes, for that. taxes, yeah. uh, insurance, uh, yep, everything. collections, the collecting payments, yeah, like, chasing yes, checks, negotiation, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, I the construction industry to me is one of the things I've always found so fascinating about, it. and one of the things I actually love to do. I love the art of the business of construction. God, Sadie, please let Evan quit his job. Yeah, I really need like, help. <laughs> I love that client interaction and uh, the negotiation. It's it's uh, yeah, it's a fun thing for me. It uh, is. 
for and a while. Every business needs one of those. Yeah. Because yep. exactly. I'm because I'm I'm the guy that says, Yeah, yeah, we gotta put all the subfloor down. So there's the bucket of screws and there's the impact driver. Wait, I do it? <laughs> That's not what I like doing here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's gonna take me like five hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool, man. That's cool. So how long have you been with Encore? So I've been with Encore just over three years now. And, uh, I've worked for a handful of companies in the area in my, what have I been in Colorado since 05? So 14 years, uh, Encore is the best. I'm having a blast. It's a great company to work for. You've seen Which, you on TV. I have been on TV. Yeah. I'm on their commercial for, uh, what? Yeah. Stage and Willow a, a few times. In fact, the ads usually come on during the Broncos games. Yeah. Why do which I is funny. But, oh, it's hilarious. So we're sitting there the first time and I'm, I'm in the, I'm taking a piss <laughs> and they're sitting out there just daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, chill out. I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right That's back. That guy. Yeah, there's a guy. It's the guy. It's, it's the guy. guy. And I'm like, what guy? And Sage goes, it's your friend Casey on TV. And so I come running down the bathroom, pull my pants up. Like, what do you mean he's on TV? I want to see this. And there he was. He, it's fic- you know it's fictitious because he has a hard hat on, safety glasses, and a vest. Yeah, and, you, like, and it looks like he's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys wouldn't yeah. believe the other side of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in front of computers. And uh, is it on YouTube? No, oh my it's God. It's on our website though. Um, it is. If you go to EncoreElectric.com. If you to, watch uh, the Broncos today, you'll probably see it. Yeah. Really? It's yeah. funny because I was in a. At that time, I, I was attempting to grow my hair out again, so I had the duck tail thing going on. Yeah, yeah. My hair like, <laughs> sticking out of my hard hat. No. The not, electrician's not most, mullet. Not a good look. Yeah, not my most appealing. Uh, we'll. Uh, I actually want to. I'm going to find that, and then we'll we'll put the link. Put the link on the YouTube channel, oh, and everybody yeah, can yeah, watch yeah. it. Yeah. Can you know what? If, loop. You, if you're listening, check out that uh, the the videos on our website. Well, everyone actually, who's listening is listening. You what? Hey, man. If you're listening, if they heard you say that, they're listening. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because you're listening. Touche. <laughs> so check out EncoreElectric.com. There are some really cool videos on there. That one and uh, another specific to what we did at Craig Hospital uh, a few years back. At Craig Hospital, we did an incredible automation system that allows the paraplegic uh, patients there that can't use them you know, from neck down. They're paralyzed. Uh, so we installed an automation system that allows them to control everything in the room with a tube in their mouth. So a, uh, a pneumatic tube, uh, okay. they can change the channel on their TV, turn it on and off. They can, uh, control the blinds. They can control the bed, um, et cetera, et cetera. So everything's automated and that's a really great success story and a feel good story for us because we got to provide that technology for, you know, those that are fortunate enough to dude seriously have what we actually that's very cool i mean we talk about innovation on this show Mm -hmm. last few episodes and which we'll dive into a minute just to update everyone on the shipping container stuff and you know what's funny is like electrical you think about electrical it seems like one of the ones like if if we titled it let me back up if we if we titled this podcast you know electrical code Mm-hmm. And you're like, Jesus, worst episode. Uh, sounds like a But you know what's snoozer. funny is like how how what you're talking about is so far from um it, it used to just be like that rough end that you just dreaded. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we just gotta get power run everywhere. Yeah. We do, I just need outlets <clears throat> to plug things in. Right. And it's come so far to what it does and how we live, even the lights that are in my house that Casey mm-hmm. installed and mm-hmm. in that they're they recognize me. 
They, my phone controls them. They set moods. I can set them on timers and, and how that actually impacts our life. Like I right. just started messing around with it, uh, Last night, a little bit, knowing that you were going to be a guest on the show, I'm like, oh my God, look at this. I can say I want it at this light for when I wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. because it's too bright and I can start (laughs) messing with how it actually (laughs) sets my mood. Um, It is crazy. And also, it's nice that you get to say those kind of things because look, on this episode, we'll give each other shit and do all this stuff. But this is one of the better dudes that we know. So thanks for coming. Oh, for real. Yeah, we'll give him a lot of shit. But he's a good dude. He's a good uh, dude, smart guy. I appreciate that. I, yeah. I, 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 the feeling's mutual for sure. You know, it's funny what you're talking about. Uh, patient comfort is a lot of, or tenant comfort is a lot of what I do in my uh, my industry as an electrician in the building automation world. We focus a lot on tenant comfort. Uh, so not only do we in the building automation world want to, along with everyone else, be more building efficient. Um, planet friendly everybody wants to lower their uh their bills or utility bills etc but a lot of what we do is specific to the comfort of uh the patient or the or the tenant or the bit the the end user mm-hmm. and i'm i'm talking about like you're like you're mm-hmm. pointing out your mm-hmm. lights you can control mm-hmm. to a level of what you want your, yeah. your preference <clears throat> mm-hmm. same thing in the big buildings that we do um and hospitals specific to patient comfort but we control not only the temperature of the room, but also the, uh, well, the access control for the sake of safety. We control the pressure in the room so that, you know, if we didn't do that, you couldn't open the door to the room. You literally couldn't. That's crazy. Hmm. Um, and it was only like a hundred years ago that we, we've also talked about this on the podcast, that there used to be somebody who would walk around and light literally the oil yeah, lamp post. there was a job and now it's this and that is a short historical window and now he's talking about like opening doors and mm. and tenant comfort all done through that trade that trade look laying bricks yeah has been something for a long time yep. but this is mm. still really like there is no real technology in laying bricks as much as there is technology, it's innovation yeah, exactly. in how we use electricity right. and power for how we live. Right. And it's like as you get to a certain point where there's no more ways to lay a brick. But what he does will never probably stop. It'll probably continue. No, to keep it's, going. I mean, it's we talk crazy. about innovation all the time, but that's yeah. the, it's the constant. And, and the funny part about his side of the world, this industry, is that as fast as it evolves and innovates, there's becomes more resistance. And it's funny because it tied into this podcast that I'm almost done listening to on Joe Rogan mm-hmm. when he's got Neil, uh, uh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. um, on the show. And he talks about, part of what they talk about is electricity in itself and how, because he got into the whole electric car mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and how at the beginning of like these, as, residential areas kind of started booming at the turn of the first world war, like mm-hmm. the early, you know, about a hundred years ago, actually. And how electricity was a big part of the construction world at that point. It was a new thing. And there was basically two ways to look at how you can power up a home in a neighborhood and a city. Mm-hmm. And at that time there was this movement of trying to get everything like, let's electrize the city. Like, let's, let's, let's fire it up. Let's, you know, get everything that way. And, how far we've come backwards with petroleum products, 
on that end of things with the cars should have been electric cars from the beginning, the way everything else moved and progressed that right, way. Right. But there was this, well, hold on a second. I think there's more money over here mm-hmm. kind of movement, right? right? Right. So they shut that down. But if you think about it and you and you understand the history of that of electricity, as far as you know, the modern world, quotation marks, mm. cars should have been electric from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of innovation in his in his field. But there's yeah, also that, that pushback f- depending on who's in control oh, of what. Yeah. Oh yeah, that field is like the Silicon Valley of the construction industry. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. where all. The really smart, like engineers and everything, like you can't do that stuff without a Casey Thompson. No, right. Well, and it, it's uh, you're exactly right, and it's it's funny because the old timer electricians don't want to have anything to do with it. Right. That <laughs> was our last episode. Yep. They don't <laughs> talking about the, it's like well On because you put them out of business. Yeah. It takes a you, it takes a 36 year old electrician. <laughs> yeah. Who's been doing it for twenty years uh-huh. to be the person who does it? Not well, you, the, you you get that pushback from those guys too. Totally, I absolutely. Mean, you can't even talk to them sometimes. Well, and I think that's why I'm having so much fun doing what I'm doing because uh, it's new, it's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am a glutton for punishment. I'll tell you that right now. Um, everybody, flick him in the nuts. <laughs> everybody, everybody's told me for years, don't do that. Don't do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That, you're not going to make money doing that. That's irrelevant technology. It ain't, it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I know that lights and power are not going to go away, but the way that they're controlled yeah. and the way that they're configured and where that, that power is coming from, et cetera, uh, is changing. It's different. And, uh, you know, everybody's afraid of change, opposed to change in some, you know, some extent. Yep. Uh, but again, I'm a glutton for punishment. I love doing the new, the different. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a blast. Well, it sounds like Encore has kind of embraced this, mm-hmm. this idea of, you know, pushing the limits of what, you know, their company and staff does for that stuff, which is cool. Yep. Yeah. I, would, I did want to ask you like a, a question that I think listeners would be interested to hear from someone like you. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the problem with solar power? <laughs> Not necessarily what's good. I think we can all understand the good of it. But yeah, what is where right. currently is the problem? It's I think it's something the, that's solar. Is it the yeah. battery life? Is the storage the cost? What cost? I think so. Unfortunately, I'm not the right person to ask because I'm not experienced in the solar. Well, you could take industry. a stab at it better than I certainly yeah. could. Well, but you guys throw are us kinda, your opinion. Yeah, you're kind of hitting it already. I mean, the solar power requires power storage. Mm-hmm. Batteries are not and that technology is not yeah. there yet. Well, with, with cost, I, it, or it's there, but it's it not may be, affordable. it may not be. I don't know because I'm not in that world very much. But that's a big piece of it. I know that uh, it takes storage. You have mm-hmm. to store that power. It's not like the sun's shining, so your fan's on. Right. Uh, you're storing that power for use, like a generator, or a generator actually generates the power, but batteries store the power. Mm-hmm. Batteries are expensive, and yeah. you have to replace. They don't last forever. So you have to replace those batteries every few years, even if you're not even using it. Right. Even if you're just storing that power as backup, those batteries are being used to do what they do. And three think- years later, you got to replace that $10,000 worth of batteries. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the part where I get so stuck in my simpleton brain when right. it comes to this stuff. It's- well, it's not simpleton. It's just, I mean, if you went down, I could give you some stuff to research and look at. You'd understand might, pretty quickly. Actually. Again, go listen to that. If you haven't yeah. listened to that Rogan podcast, yeah. that'd be a good idea. 
Yeah. Are you going to go get us another beer? I am. Okay. Right. Pause best, it. Best guess Pause. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Back. Boy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Refill. Refill. Um, All right. We were talking about um, what's wrong with solar. By the way, I have a quick bad. question. What? Sorry. No. I'm just looking at... I've got two carbonated beverages here. And you don't know which one to go to? Well, the, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I've got my Bing. 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 Love Bing. Um, energy drink. Keep me awake. Keep me going. But I, when we're drinking beer... Stella. Should I be concerned? Stella. 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 <laughs> Should I be concerned I have, like, might have a heart attack? Like, they've got an up and down at work, and they're pretty... No, I think you're I'm okay. I think you're all right. All right. You're I good. you're all right. Talk about... You're good. OSHA certified. Are you CPR certified? I am. Okay. Well, let's keep <laughs> Are going. Are you really? We're good. Oh, yeah. Oh. You have to be, don't you? Oh, well, we're fine, man. <laughs> I'm Double fisted. <laughs> Double fisted, man. I might pour this bang into the Stella. Look, I'm I still relatively you. fast. If I need to run to get help, I could do that. Why he's trying you to... Are, you're such a liar. You no, are relatively no. fast. What's relative to what? I can just see Evan just uh, like... My four-year-old son? Uh, my father. Blindly running down the street. Doesn't even know where he's running to yeah, to get help. He's just running. <laughs> help, somebody! My back with just sirens going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything's telling you to stop. Uh, you may not make it back. Uh, relatively flat. <laughs> relative to a geriatric man in his like yeah, orthopedic walking shoes. You're, you're yeah, lightning. Fast you're as shit. Usain Bolt, <laughs> of course. Uh, Solar. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So I was getting ready to say during a break that uh, I'm starting to see people use solar more now. And again, I'm not an expert in the solar world, but I, I'm seeing people use them in a more isolated, singled out environment. Like uh, the, what are they? The, 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 the vans that people are basically living out of nowadays. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. the, they're outfitting these vans mm -hmm. to go on long, extended trips of living out of I've seen with like Outlander vehicles yep. that are, yep. Yeah, no, and totally. they're putting solar panels, panels on top of them and yeah. utilizing that for their little bit of power that they mm -hmm. need. I think that's a great use of it. As far as the big solar, though, I mean, it's weird to me that it hasn't taken off more than it has. It has, but... It's not. You would think at this point that literally every house would be like solar. Well, depending on where you live, I mean, there's certain there's certain areas of the country where it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you're so, not going to get that. You're not going to get that return at all. Like I have solar in my house, and right now I'm crushing it. I mean, I I have credits on my bill every month. Now, as we get into November, December, January, February, did you guys put that solar there? Um, no. So speaking of another sponsor, Confluence actually puts on a race every year called Run for the Sun. And, and they're one of their sponsors is Sunrun, which is a huge nationally known solar company. Mm -hmm. And their gig is um, you can buy solar panels for them, but they but their cost effective way to do it is is you lease them, like a lot of companies mm -hmm. do. But I'm paying fifty bucks a month. That's it. I don't pay for the install. Mm -hmm. If a panel gets broken like it did in this last hailstorm, mm -hmm. they'll come out and replace it for free. Um and it's basically the all it's it, the way I look at it is you're paying 50 bucks a month and people are kind of like, well, wait a second. Now it's another cost. Yeah. But if I'm not paying for energy, that is my energy company. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is where I just get so, I don't know. I'm, and you know me very well. Both of you guys know me very well. I really have problems with letting go of things. And this is like one of them. I don't uh -huh. get it. I don't understand why we don't. Why this isn't a standard? Why why this isn't standardized? Why this isn't easily replicatable? Why we don't? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily like a lot of regulatory stuff, but right. um, this should be 
almost something that we force on people, in my opinion. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. I don't know yeah. if it's an anti or uh, uh, the antithesis group. I was going to say, right. it's probably got some politics. It probably involved. has some well, politics. Well, like everything. I mean, we, like we talked about, yeah. and the whole the whole climate deal is And I don't know enough polarized. about it. I, the biggest thing right now, like Casey hinted on it, and, and, and you know, the technology and the way it works, the, the storage capacity of these things, the, the technology's there, the cost is not there. It's like when plasma TVs came out. Right, and they were like 10000 They were like bucks. ten grand. Now but, you can go to Walmart and get one for 400 bucks. No one even buys a plasma TV. Right. It's, you know, we've moved on sure. from that. So it's yeah. technology moves so fast. So the problem is you've got the stigma, because I think part of it is a little polarizing. Um, you know, again, you're, you're working with... But that should fit the, the stereotype of a conservative or and a liberal. Depending well, on depending we, on how we, you want to how you want to word it and phrase it, right? I mean, we preached our opinion about I mean, look, it. You were just talking about the fact that you get credits. Yeah, you know. So if you're somebody who's fiscally conservative and who, you know, is very tight with their money, you know, I'm just speaking in loose generalities, here, right? But you would think that they would all of a sudden be like, absolutely, I want to have solar panel panels on my house. I'm tired of paying an electrical bill. Right. I get it for free from right. the sun. I just need to do this. I don't know if it's aesthetics. I don't know if it's enough installers. I don't know if it's the battery technology. A, yeah, or I think all of it. Uh, you know, or, all of it's there, and, it, and it's it's very new still. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's it's kind of crazy that sounds. It's still pretty new, and mm-hmm. so there's pushback. Innovation mm-hmm. is there's we talked Always about met that. With it. Yep. yep. And technology is expensive, like you said. Yeah. Same with like LED lighting. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when LED lighting first came out, those things were expensive. I mean, like yeah. to go get a light bulb that replaces your standard incandescent light bulb, it was like 50 bucks. Yeah. But they brag about they'll last forever. Well, those light bulbs are now $5. Right. So right, technology right. is expensive when it first comes out. So, But the but it's, it's I mean, that's economics. When you get enough people on the supply mm-hmm. side, bringing that number down to the point of equilibrium, the cost is going to come back, right? So as that number comes down, like the TVs, that, you know, as the more people buy it, it gets less expensive. The same thing's going to happen with any other technology. The difference being you have to, at the beginning with the LED lights, you have to you have to get in and tell somebody, okay, yeah, it's more expensive than your CFL light bulb. However, <laughs> you're paying X number of dollars for this light bulb now, which is going to last 20 years compared to the CFL, which you're going to place in two. So you're going to buy more of them or put the money up now, up front, more money up front now, and never touch it again. That mindset is hard to get with, through with people because there's not only a stigma, but there's always that concept of, yeah, but I'm spending more now. So now these companies have come mm-hmm. out in the solar world and saying, fine, we'll lease them at a, at a very economical rate. 50 bucks a month is doable. You're not paying for anything else. And the well, when you're getting credits, I mean, right. I would die if my Excel bill was 50 bucks. So the hardest part I think that's gonna, that I think like someone like Sunrun is running into, and it depends on the state. Like in California, everyone knows about it. Why California isn't completely solar, the entire state, I don't know. I mean, I really don't have an answer for that. But getting people to be aware of that ability is I think the thing they're running into. How do you market it the best? How do you go out and talk to them? You see these people, they're at Home Depot now, they're at Lowe's. Um, and you know, with anything, someone comes like, Hey, can I talk to you for five minutes about, and people will go, no, 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 I don't have time. And you're trying to sell me something. Well, we also talked about this, uh, when we were using the electric car, talking about carbon emissions and all this kind of stuff. It maybe, and maybe this is where it ends up going is saying necessarily, you don't have to, 
you don't have to put solar on your house, right? Right. But where your power is coming from is a is a point of solar energy. Yeah. So in terms of the grids, and I think that's also one of the things that's a little. Um, hey, we're taking a selfie. Woo! Um, we'll get a camera. Is I don't know why I woot, <laughs> which it was a really weird woot. I don't. Woo! Uh, it sounds like a. Unfortunately, you're gonna like be the how guy. An old person would describe a roller coaster. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Like you understand that a picture doesn't have volume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But no. What I was saying is that maybe there is a better discussion or argument to say: Look, should each house have solar, mm-hmm. or should where the house is pulling its power from should be from a solar source? Right. And maybe I don't know. Um, well, there's are... there's a lot of that. That I mean, that there's it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time, and there's there's the patience factor that comes into the technology because everything happens so fast now. Understanding how to get people on board with that fact is going to be tricky because where does that power generate generate otherwise? It's coming from your energy company. Where's where's that electricity coming from? It's coming from a power plant. How is the power plant generating electricity? Natural gas, nuclear, coal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to get rid of some of that stuff. Um, I mean, nuclear is a good way to generate power, but it could be yeah. unstable. It, there's, there's other God, issues. I just the only thing I can think of as far as why solar isn't uh, a bigger deal. taken off more than it does. There's got to be something less efficient about it. Quote unquote, that's an interesting place to use the word efficient because we're talking about <laughs> getting free. Right, right. Free power but there's got to be something that keeps the yeah, big yeah, power absolutely. companies from utilizing it solely. Well, like here, Excel is tied into some, like someone like Sunrun. So they still, they're going to still get theirs. Everybody's, I mean, it, it, they're for profit, right? Mm-hmm. So even if I'm right. not pumping any money out, you know, like I'm not giving them any money on my meter, they're still going to charge me for the meter. Okay. Right. Times millions and millions of people. They're still going to charge me minimal service. Plus, I got natural gas. That's how I got forced air heating. So they're getting that side of it. They're going to get their hand in it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the the next step for these companies is how do I get my hand in the actual energy that's being actually put back to us? And they are getting credits. Those credits, I don't like. I don't get my bill doesn't come in and say it's negative forty two dollars. They don't write me a check. Right, they wait until December when, for three weeks, I got snow covering my panels, mm-hmm. and they go ding, 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 ding. Okay, now he's owing us twenty dollars. There is no way to do it unless you're off completely off the grid on five acres in Illinois. There's no way to do it without an, one of those energy companies involved having their hand in it. Right. So, for them, it's just allowing more of that to happen. And again, it's the patience equation that's going to have to kind of come into play with some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. To me. It seems like, uh, just like anything with innovation, right? Mm-hmm. Innovation's usually simplification. If something gets simplified to something, you know, it doesn't matter how that happens. It will be complicated, but the idea is simple, right? Right. So, like, we use this example with the iPhone, right? right? It's, it's simplified something. It took all these different things, uh, your computer, your email, your day calendar your all these things that the iphone does and it simplified it down into one thing with one button shit my phone doesn't even have a button anymore you know um and it fits into your pocket right right so it's simplified something but it's extremely complicated and i would imagine (laughs) yeah 
to build. Yeah, yes, yeah I get to it. build yeah. and the technology oh, yeah. behind it is really complicated. And I assume that this would be the same with talking about really standardizing solar energy and yeah. making it to where it's affordable. It's a really simple idea. There's a sun burning up. We're just going to use that right. power from that, and that's what we're going to use. Simple, right. but complicated to execute. Yeah. Um, okay, I got a question for you, Casey Thompson. Bring it. Out of the two Baileys, who's the better looking? <laughs> Here's 20 bucks. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I'm the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't judge dudes. <laughs> yeah. I don't do guys. Um, you know, one thing we did want to talk to you about, you, you said you were um, certified mm-hmm. uh, in health and safety. OSHA. Through OSHA. Um, there is a little bit of irony in it because you're one of the unsafest dudes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I want to share one story about Casey. Well, let me just brief that with, I, I, um, I, and you said this earlier, I like to be educated as much as possible. And uh-huh. so as a general contractor, I need to know all the trades. Sure. I don't have to be an expert in all of them. Sure. But I really like electrical work and I've learned almost all of my skills in the electrical from field Casey. from Casey Thompson. Yeah, 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 no, so... Sure. As far as like not shutting off breakers, working hot, that's what I do because of him. That's right. Yeah. The number of times I've seen this dude, like I think it's okay, and a spark goes off, and I just hear, oh, fuck. Or you Uh, hear the, ah! Uh, Look, these are on our, usually, Casey's very good about like, hey, man, I'll help you out. Yeah. And so usually this is like, you just need the light done. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, man, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, but I do want to tell you, or I, I want to share a story, and then I want you to tell me what was actually happening. I can. I, uh, I, I don't know that I could guess which story you're getting ready to tell. <laughs> There's so many. It was a house we were flipping, and you're up in the attic space. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and this is like we're at, we're at like punchless stuff. Well, yeah, we're doing trims. We're doing tri- trim. That's why he was there. We're doing trims. Trim. We're doing uh, back. I was doing backsplash that backsplash. day. Yep. And I'm yep. standing in the kitchen, <laughs> and two legs come through the ceiling. Yeah. And I and and w- what I remember most about oh, it man. was that I had you know obviously it's <laughs> and all this you know dust and right and then what you hear i'm okay yeah (laughs) yeah well no actually for a minute though there was just legs hanging and nothing nothing it was just legs hanging and it was quietness (laughs) and it's not like oh crap yeah nothing and then i just hear i'm okay (laughs) he starts wiggling his legs yes yes i don't remember how you got out I don't know if somebody came and rescued you. you. Son yeah, of a bitch. I miss the joys, man. Walking yeah. around those attics. Right. Yeah. Sheetrock is not well, meant to bear load like that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, I went right through the kitchen ceiling. Actually, you know what I remember you saying? Actually, I remember you saying this. You said, uh, your drywall guys can fix that. <laughs> uh, Got some of that blue tape? Yeah. Which is one of my favorite Casey lines. Yeah. Travel guys, we'll get that. Yeah, don't worry, we'll get that. <laughs> you know, we had a we, we've had a ton of fun working together. I love working <laughs> with you guys, and there are a lot of stories like that. And uh, that's the thing about doing the work with you guys was that I was always having a having a good time doing it, and yeah, I think man. you guys know that. Um, what's funny is that you guys you know this because you know me, but 
the other side of me, career career wise, like mm-hmm. I'm a very business person. <laughs> oh, totally. oh, oh yeah, totally. very That's certified, so very funny. licensed, very <laughs> professional, etc. But man, we have a lot of fun on, on your jobs. That's for sure. No, that is we so don't. True. Not to discount safety, uh, not in any way, shape, or form discounting safety because um, I'm very passionate about safety and serious about getting home in one piece. Uh, but uh, we've had plenty of fun on the job sites. Yeah. I think that's why it's fun talking about with that with you because you are that guy that is, you know, we talked about this on the very first episode. I'm usually the guy that says, look, man, I want, I want to build something safe. I mm-hmm. want it to be efficient. I want all these things. But I'm also the guy that's usually called in to problem solve a yeah. situation. And, I, and without my, you know, the same kind of knowledge that you have and that chain you have... Um, I'm the one that's just like, well, then why don't you just do this? And you guys are the ones that tell me, oh, because well, that will kill somebody. <laughs> oh, it will? It will? Okay, well, then scratch it. Let's go with Let's this. Let's not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, and by the way, to all the listeners, I'm not trying to, I just don't know. You know no, what I mean? So, but sometimes that actually helps when no, you don't yeah. have that. You're not thinking through all the right. different processes. Right. Someone that doesn't have all that stuff going, ting, 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 ting in your head, you walk in and go, I have an answer. My wife does it to me all the time. And yeah. it's sometimes it's so mm-hmm. fucking annoying. Oh well, yeah, we you get, get the same mad. thing out of apprentices in our trade. Uh, you'll be surprised at the ideas that apprentices come up with because they're thinking outside of the box right. because they don't know any different. They don't have the experience we, to box us in. Our yeah. professionals have been doing this for 20 years, so we, we go with what has worked what, you know, in the past, et cetera. But an apprentice will come up with the damnedest ideas yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit, that will work. You know Good. what? People take showers. We should put electrical outlets in showers. No, no, no. <laughs> no that no. one's not going to work. No, no, that's, that's not, not going to work. Idea. I know, but think about it. No, I understand. <laughs> no, I get it. I understand I get it. in theory how you would love it. Yeah, but that's not a good idea, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but it, it is fun to kind of talk about because we do have so, we had so much fun on the job sites. Uh, partially because you're there all day together. And if you really yeah. think about it, if if you if you flip a house for or build one or build just one, specs right yeah um, you know those are three to six month projects or a lot more. of times or yeah. more you and spend the majority of your time at uh, at work you have yeah. to in, enjoy yeah it. You and sometimes like it especially so you, with you can enjoy it. electricity um, or the electrical work sometimes it's uh, in an attic together. <laughs> you right. know, or something of that sort. You're like, right. Jesus, it's like this shared misery. Yeah. Um, on a job site, and it's not as. Uh, yeah. It's a lot better when you can find the shared misery and humor, and sometimes a real laborious job. You know, it's not. It's not always glory work. The end result is like what you were talking about. The work that you're doing with the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, like the end result is great, but it's it's uh, it's born a lot of holes. It's running a lot of line and a lot of times that stuff is not very glorious yeah and you the shared do misery that's a really good way to put it mm-hmm. uh because i do i'm an advocate of making a an enjoyable environment for my guys uh we, we're gonna spend eight hours ten hours a day together for the next three months let's at least yeah try to enjoy it as much as possible but shared yeah. misery is a really well way to put it well yeah. we had several projects we were wrapping up at the very end pushing to get to closing nobody wanted to be there no one wanted to be there no and one, it's yeah. it's it's literally midnight yeah oh and yeah. we're doing stuff that we probably shouldn't have had been been doing you know someone someone dropped the ball yeah and i'm saying someone like outside of us sitting Spectre here shows up at 10 
yeah, we got an inspection tomorrow morning. We got to get this thing taken care of. And we were, I mean, Casey and I were there one night trying to level a dishwasher on uh, Quince. Oh, God. And because it, and it was like, we had two different issues with the dishwasher. We yeah. were trying to find, figure out why it wasn't getting power. And the other one was like, well, we got it fine, you know, fired up when I was doing a test run. And I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? So we had to figure out, we had pulled it out. We had a real, I mean, it was like, this isn't our job. But here we are, and we had to figure out a way to do it. So I made Casey, <laughs> I made Casey go get beer. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're gonna make, we're gonna get this done. Yeah. But this night just beer. turned into a lot longer night than yeah. we planned on. Yeah. I'm going to the liquor store. Yep. We're gonna be right we're back. Gonna drink we're gonna some be beer. here till two o'clock yeah. in the morning. You know, and what's cool about this is, you know, especially with our growing listening population. You know, not everyone that's listening is really into the trades. No, most right? of we them have aren't. friends and family. We have other people who kind of like to listen for some of our other sidebar conversations and innovation right. and all these kind of things. This is the shit that you don't. And I say you like proverbial you, like right? The, just the, the people out there that you don't understand goes on when all of a sudden you take possession of your home. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's just a dish. You probably don't want to know. No, and you probably don't. No, that's don't not entirely true. But it, but it, yeah, yeah. But it's, but this is. I, th- I think it's really important for those people who aren't quite as into the trades, mm-hmm. uh, who might be listening for other stuff to understand. And this is why things also get expensive, and why sometimes contractors and uh, tell you no. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not as easy as it sounds. Right. And here we're talking about someone who has had 20 years, basically um, has been an electrician since he was 16, mm-hmm. right? Who is doing as complex things as working with hospitals and integrating new electrical technology into the benefit of the end user. Talking about sitting around and trying to get a dishwasher level till right. midnight. Yeah. Drinking beer. Drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> or explaining to me via text how to climb a ladder and pull a can light out. <laughs> and it's just like, it's really I hid your remote unbelievably in the can complicated <laughs> stuff. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's not... It's, I think it is important for people to hear this sometimes yeah. because it's just not plug it in, hook up wire, no. blue wire to other blue wire to, you know, uh, right. turn off your breaker. It's so tedious and that's and, what I preach about all the time was with all the all the uh, the f- as fast as you can get so called information these days mm-hmm. all of the YouTube stuff and, <laughs> yeah I'm gonna Google it and figure it out and then you want to throw it back in our face and tell us I watched this video and this is how it is I know that guy's really good and he's been doing it 20 years he simplified it for you if you would like to do it I'll sit here and watch you do it because watching the video explains the cliff notes version of how that's going to happen no. go yeah. it's yeah. not that simple and it really isn't yeah. um and that's i think that's the part that i we get hung up on sometimes is well but someone explained it to me so right. th- why don't you just do it okay yeah, but you know what happens there is that that homeowner doesn't realize that their muscles aren't used to doing that nope. their fingers aren't used to doing that <laughs> no, they don't you know they don't do that dude, on a daily basis. You know what's basis. so funny about that? <laughs> do you know why? I'll tell you the exact reason why I would never be an electrician. Ever. I know it. Because you're scared of electricity. Nope. That's not it. That's not it at all. You have to be scared of electricity. I you hate, better be. I hate holding something above my head. <laughs> yeah. And trying. It's so like, it makes me sweat. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's the most I'm, uncomfortable position Yes, when ever. you're putting like... Uh, 
I don't even know how to, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Just this whole, like trying to put like a pendant light in yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just above your head and you're on a ladder, your neck starts seizing up. Like you, it's and like you're your fingers aren't ready for like little fi- two little finish tiny nuts <laughs> yes. onto like a, an eighth of an inch thread of a bolt, right? Where you're holding up a and you're, 200 and, pound yeah, light. Yeah, it's 200 it's pound light worst. and you're yeah. standing on scaffolding. Yeah. yeah oh it's, my God. It gives me anxiety. Yeah. I'm just like on there and like uh, uh, with my neck and I'm like my head's like half cocked. This, this close is to what ceiling. hell is like. This. Oh my god, it's hell to me. And then like you said, all this heaviness and you're trying to just and, screw in a tiny. And then you nut. drop oh, one of them and it goes god. tink 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 all the way oh, down the stairs Jesus. and you curse life. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. the worst. It's, yeah, it's it the takes worst. A different kind of person. It's funny <laughs> yeah. because you know. We've all worked, the three of us have worked together a ton, and you see me, you guys have watched me do all of that yeah. oh. many, many times, and what's different is I'm laughing and having a blast doing it. Oh. You would hate life <laughs> I hate if life. it was you, but I'm up yeah. on that ladder, and uh, oh, I get geez. a kick out of it, and I have, a, I have a ton of fun. I would rather be a plumber in a Fuck crawl space. Oh, be careful. Than, than to do that. It Climb is, under an old sink and put you know, a new faucet You know what in. it's like when you, we, we all have kids here. It's mm-hmm. that first time on the first kid when you have to fold like the baby clothes mm-hmm. and you're trying to fold like this little tiny, I like started sweating because <laughs> it's like, it's so like trying to get these little tiny things to fold and I can't do it. Like, give me a big towel yeah, or a sheet even. I'll do that and flip it and fold it. And I love it. But like folding sheet? little baby clothes. Oh, I can't do those. What is it? Can you fold a fitted sheet? Nope, can't. I just throw those on the on the floor for Katrina Nobody to do. Google it. Nobody can fold. Dude, I've watched her do it twenty times, and she's she's shown me. And it, 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 the you know the funniest thing is too. <laughs> she can't she <laughs> she'll sit there and I'll do it. I'm like, let me, okay, let me try it one more time. One more time, let me try it. And I sit there and struggle, and I get frustrated, and I wad it up and throw it at her. And she goes, I don't understand. You can build an entire home, <laughs> and you can't pull the fitted sheet. Hell no. I'm like, I can't be good at everything. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Oh god, I can't do it. But that's it. the same analogy. That's the you know the homeowner trying to do it on their own yeah. with the YouTube video. God, that drives us nuts. And uh, more power to you for trying. Hey, go for it. You would think out of all the YouTube videos, like messing around with electrical is probably the one you should stay away from. Don't touch. That should probably electrical. be the one. Now, if you want a YouTube <laughs> the stuff like, that can kill you, a light, maybe. <laughs> But sure, and think. by the way, don't do it the Casey Thompson way. <laughs> Turn off the power. Listen, say, le- leaving did, the switch off is not a enough. Light fixture while power is energized yeah. <laughs> with the switch that's, leg that's, on. That's how to 20 test, years of experience. How to test to find out if the circuit is energized? <laughs> right. How to make sure the switch leg is not working correctly and there's power passing through the switch leg? <laughs> Touch those two wires together. <laughs> Boom. You want me to turn the circuit off? No, I got it. I got it. Wow! <laughs> what is a panel search? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You better hey, man, call hey, somebody. Hey, stop. Right you better there. call somebody. Stop. Yeah. If you're doing yeah. that much, how to read a breaker panel? Stop. Right. Stop. 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 No, stop. but yes. you you touched on safety earlier and talking about the certifications that I have for safety and my 20 years of experience in the industry comes with a very, very significant passion for safety because I'm responsible for. Uh, my group is around 30 guys at work that I, uh, that work for me and, uh, safety's huge. I want those guys going home every day. So, right. you know, their wives, their family need them at home. So that's, it's kind of a, it's a priority for us. Uh, number one, we start every day with safety. And like you started to talk about earlier, I'm a, 
OSHA certified, OSHA 30 hour is a certification that I carry. Um, yes, the CPR training, et cetera, et cetera. Those are, those are in place, but beyond, you know, the safety of the individuals that work for me, safety and the certifications and responsibility of that safety as a company and any company uh, goes so much further. You can't work in certain facilities if you don't have a certain EMR rate. Uh, EMR is a it's a it's a it's a rating of your safety and your incidents per labor hours worked, etc. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it gets it, it gets into so much more, and that is uh, you you can't you literally can't even bid on some of the projects if you don't have a certain safety reputation. Yeah. Well, I mean, really work. You talk about like the safety of your guys. Uh, work is just shit we do to pay for our life outside of it. You know what I mean? Like I just in many ways it is. For, yeah. Oh, let me rephrase yeah. that. For ninety percent, nine out of ten people, people are working, trying to find satisfaction in work. That's probably true. But yeah. it's it's to make money. Right. It's to make money so you can buy the house or right. pay for the car or do the trip or buy the new bike. Eat. Or, eat right it's yeah exactly so you know and for a lot of journeyman electrician you know it's electricians it's probably not passion and innovation and all these other things it is i'm clocking in i'm clocking out i enjoy this work i'm good at it but it gives me a paycheck yeah you know so making sure that when you get to like your position that you're in saying look i need to make this a fun environment i need to make sure it's a safe environment and you know, I can't change the electrical work, mm-hmm. but I can control those things. Yeah. I can control the number of uh, situations where, that are dangerous and mm-hmm. make sure that that's taken care of. And I can mm-hmm. also control my um, the mental environment and try to make sure that we do a good job and we stay positive. And we do, I mean, it's all, it's really the argument for all management. Really, mm-hmm. you just say, look, this this is what it is. No one like I work for a bank. You know, Santander is a huge bank, um, third largest bank in the world. Um, and and I say this a little tongue-in-cheek, but I don't really care about Santander. Right. I mean, well, I do. But why should you? But it's yeah, not they're your fine. Company. Like, I wasn't, I mean, before I was employed there, I didn't give them one iota of thought. Right. You know what I mean? And I now that I'm there, I care about doing good work, and I care about helping them and and. and and excelling and all these things. But really, if I ever left Santander, it would be fine. Yeah. You know? Um, and so as a good manager, safety and your, you know, your employees' mental health and all these things are really all you can, can control. Yeah. And then obviously quality of work. But you know, safety is a big one, especially in this industry. Um, We've seen people get hurt on job sites all oh, the time. For sure. And it's always in situations where it's not necessarily that people weren't being safe, but to become careless. Yep. Right. So if you put these curbs of safety, and this is where code codes come in yep. and all of these things, you know, I may say I don't need a handrail on those stairs. Right. But that's okay, that is your opinion. But the data suggests that that is a requirement. A requirement. Yeah. And it's a requirement because of things that we understand are unsafe. And it may be one in a million. It may be my dad's bucket example where he swings it and hits the ceiling. Right. Right. But 
One in a million can kill somebody. And that's why those codes are that's written. Why that's codes why they're updated every three years. That's, that's right. why we have to understand them. We have to learn them. We have to get the new book. We have to comply by those. And this is... It, that and that book in itself now i mean obviously the, there's the national electrical code there's the international residential code there's the mm-hmm. international building i mean depending on where you're at but we all have to abide by those codes those are all minimum requirements yeah. right and we preach you know my company preaches build beyond build strong kind of thing like you know we're not trying to hit minimum thresholds mm-hmm. um you know i i can literally hear my dad in my ear when i was in college going why did you get a b why did you get a c you know mm-hmm. it's passing but can you do more? Mm-hmm. You can always do more. That's where the innovation comes in is like mm-hmm. that part of but it is But how am safety. I going to get my fishing in, Dad? Right, but I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can fish and get a sea. Yeah. I don't think you understand yeah. where I'm at <laughs> It's 18. called life balance here. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to class tonight. But it's, it's, all, it's all minimum requirements, and that's all based on things that have happened or foreseen problems that could happen because of certain, certain situations. Yeah. Our industry is hella dangerous, mm-hmm. and people don't seem to understand that on many levels. Like as we talk about homeowners trying to do certain things, there's so many ways to hurt yourself. And I always preach to guys that come in, even as subs, like I can't have complacency on my job. I've been doing this 25 years, Bubba. I know that's why you're probably gonna be the first one's gonna get hurt if someone gets hurt on this job site mm-hmm. because you're not thinking, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're so used to running that table saw that you're not paying attention to the fact that you're running that fence too close to the blade and bam, there goes your thumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've watched it happen. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. And you don't want to be the guy that goes home knowing you have that much experience and you're the one that effed up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is dangerous. And, you, and if you're the one responsible, like Casey is, like I am, you have a, an added you know, amount of pressure and, and obviously stress that comes with that That responsibility is the that's the first thing you should be paying attention to so yeah casey we we joke about you know working hot and doing stupid stuff but that's if no one else is involved that's literally like you know no one else but myself can get hurt that's my choice to be stupid Mm -hmm. um but as far as being professional on a real job site not, not that ours weren't real job sites but in those situations there is it's unacceptable yeah. To not run through every single guideline. He's been trained, you know, I've got the 30 hour too, but it's it's the same deal. Mm-hmm. That has to be abided by. And I think too that you the homeowner or the client needs to also understand that safety sometimes runs in the opposite direction of cost. And convenience. And convenience. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was just gonna say that there's a cost that comes with safety. Can't you safely. just do this with an FHC? Fortunately, yes, right. most homeowners know enough, have enough common sense to be scared of electricity. Sure. Right? Yeah. Fortunately, yes. most people say, True. yeah, that's got electricity behind it. I'm not touching it. And they it. always say, I'm not touching that. That stuff I don't do kind of thing. It's like, well, you could, I could, I mean, my wife is, I've shown her to do electrical work and there's certain ways to understand. Okay. That's, I know it's electricity and I know that can get hurt, but if I do this, then I'm fine kind of thing. But, I am all for the, the homeowner saying, I'm not even changing out that light switch. Don't, don't want to do it. Great. That's fine. Yeah. And it was funny because there's really two categories of safety. There's safety for the installer, mm-hmm. right? And the things going up onto a roof and laying shingle and being tied in. Right. Kind of thing. Versus also safety for when the job is done 
and you have to live in this space yeah. or work in this space. It has to function And there's correctly. also safety there. So yep. there is safety for the people who are doing it, and there's safety for you after the, those people who did it are done. Right. You know, and it really is in the opposite direction of cost and convenience. A lot you know, of times it's it is. It's very yeah. simple to, and this is also always my fear of a homeowner or somebody YouTubing something, <laughs> is that that usually implies that there's some sort of budget restriction, and they're going to say, I'm going to do it myself to, to save money, to air save quote, money. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it. that actually is exactly why, and, and, and the best industry to really discuss that is within the electrician's space. Yeah. It's like, man, it's just certain things cost a certain thing, and that is to make sure that the people installing it are safe, and to make sure that when we're done, you're safe. Because right. um, the reason those statistics are there and the code are there is because shit happens. Yep. And it happens. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it may be one in 1,000, but if you look at it even like a city like Denver Metro, that means that, you know, about 100 people are going to get cooked by something. And that right. sounded terrible. <laughs> it actually sounded terrible, but you know what I mean? It can happen. And it's like, or somebody falls off, or somebody does this, and there's all these uh, secondary costs of things uh -huh. in terms of yeah. home own, uh, insurance and all yep. these things where yep. it's like, look, man. Injuries the, cost a yeah. lot of money. Uh, Injuries cost a lot of incidents money. Incidents cost a lot That's of money. That's why insurance costs a lot of money. That's, That's right. why when you're on a big big job like the, the, the large construction jobs that I do, the commercial jobs like data centers, you know, if there's an inc incident, if there's an injury on that job, uh, that's costing a lot of money in so many different directions. Yeah. I mean, right away, if there's an incident on a job site, how many people right away have to be involved in yeah. fixing it or dealing with it right. immediately? <clears throat> Five, six, seven people right away are getting phone calls, filling out paperwork. Uh, you know, then you go into the, the, the topic of insurance, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. There's cost ramifications with in, with uh, in, injuries and incidents that are uh, uh, they can be catastrophic to jobs. I, we had a, a big, big, big job up in Cheyenne we were doing recently, and uh, we had a subcontractor that we had hired that was responsible for rigging on the job. Rigging being moving large, like one-ton pieces of electrical equipment. They were responsible for picking up and moving it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it fell over on one of their guys and crushed him. Oh, God. Uh, he's, he lived, but he broke m multiple bones, obviously lots of internal injury, and uh, it, it stopped the job entirely. And there mm -hmm. were 400 people on this job. I mean, right away, 400 people, if you stop for 10 seconds, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And I mean, they shut the job down for a week, right? Uh, so the cost ramifications that come with injuries and incidents, there's another reason for beyond my passion and our passion for sending our guys home safely to right. their families every day. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of cost. Of yeah. It's almost like not only do you have the responsibility to send your guys home every single day safe, but you also have the responsibility to have a safe work site, just like you were talking about for your client, mm -hmm. because that is an expensive, I mean, I'm just sitting here doing the math in my head. You know, I'm like, you have 400 people and those people aren't, you know, 
having waitress wages of two fourteen an hour. Right. Right. And then the whole job gets backed up and what kind of holding costs are on associated with a big commercial Absolutely. project. That like gets that. shut it, down. That's a, it is well, a, that's a huge big expense. number. Yeah. So it's like, hey look, I'm actually trying to save you money by mm-hmm. making sure that there are no incidences on this on this site. Yeah. That's crazy. Um well, that's sixteen thousand hours. What is that? Four hundred guys. Doing the math. Four hundred guys. And what is the average pay for those guys? At forty hours a week, that's sixteen thousand hours that so 16, everybody went on stop. They just stopped. They did a week long safety uh, education week. Jesus. So on a commercial job, like what? It, what if call you it thirty a, bucks an call hour. Thirty bucks an hour. I mean. Average. Yes, that's so, and you said that's, that's half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, that's a lot Bye. of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. seriously, that's a lot of money to shut down something like that. Um, yep. And it's also think about that. That's also those people's wages. So if you were not the one that was hurt, but the job is shut down, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think this is probably also one of the reasons there's a benefit to working for a larger company, right? Oh, Where some for of these sure. things can be calculated in and say, look. I know you didn't get hurt and you want to go try to earn your paycheck today, yep. but the job is set down, shut down for X reasons and mm-hmm. there's still pay maybe. I don't know, but um, it's a, yeah, man, safety and um, codes and it, it is it is a real knee-jerk reaction when you're trying to produce a space, especially within the homeowner environment, in the mm-hmm. renovation environment, to try to stretch it out. Right. I'm certainly the guy that will, I am wired to try to stretch it out. I want the biggest impact for as little initial investment as possible. Yeah. I mean, I'll spend hours thinking about how to achieve an end result without spending the money. And I don't mean that like in a uh, irresponsible way, but it's there's certain things you just cannot cut corners with and you got to make sure the people are safe. You got to make sure that they're, they're paid in that they're not trying to, we talked about entitlement on the very first one. If you're only going to pay me X, <laughs> right, then yep. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. the, the opposing counterweight to that, which is I'm, just, I'm not going to make a lot of money on this, so I'm going to try to get out of here as quick as possible. Right. right? And it's like, whoa, I don't want to create that entitlement on a right. job site because that, that, that actually is really counterproductive and it may cost me more money. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes, especially with electricians, you just got to pay them, man. Um, and mm. certain things like, th- well, <laughs> can you say that again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a recording. Yeah, right? I was waiting for kids I like, have, you're speaking of that, I feel like you owe me money. Right? By the way, um, that first project, well, that actually which one? The one that I paid for my wedding with? Yes. <laughs> I, all right, guys, you, I need you three thousand dollars out this of wedding. <laughs> I don't care how much work I'm doing. I just need three thousand dollars. I think it was less than that, bud. It was two it or three k. Yeah, it was yeah. not enough. I know that. That's that's uh, that's the backwards way. I to just budget. need to pay for the bar, please. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my 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 fiance at the time. Uh, yeah, she didn't see me very much because I was working every single night on your job trying to make our... <laughs> trying to pay for the bar. Trying to pay for our wedding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was awesome. I broke even, but the cash was there. Yeah. yeah. God, those are... Uh, I don't know, man. Learning lessons, right? Oh, well, We were young. I mean, that was... A long time ago. Oh, I, We say that, but then again, it was only 10 years ago. 
I know, but so the difference between how old are you now? I'm 36. All right, so the difference between 26 and 36 is pretty substantial. It's, it's yeah. catastrophically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally I mean, right. 26. Literally, I think the only thing you're supposed to be doing is attempting things and screwing it up. At, at 26, I was not married, uh, no kids, obviously. Um, I feel bad saying this. Was I dating my wife? <laughs> I think I, maybe I was. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I had. Two pennies to rub together, but making enough money to support myself no. and didn't give two shits about anything else. No. So, yeah. And then you go to 36, your whole life is upside down in a good way, but it's, yeah, you're, you're a grown person. At 26, you think you know everything while you are realizing that you know Learning everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. And you look back yeah, at that at 36 and go, holy shit. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I fell through a ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I would never do that now. Never do that now. No, that's no. not true. <laughs> that's not true. It should happen every day. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, so, real quick, uh, what are we up to, real fast? Because I actually want to drag Casey into this. Casey is going to get drugged into this, whether he wants to be or not. We're, I'm going to lean on him a little bit for certain things. We, what are we up to? So, the update on our um, alternative building ideas, and mm-hmm. that's more specifically detailed as a shipping container home that's being going to be done, mm-hmm. going to be done better than what's out there now. Yeah. Um, based on all the mistakes that other people have made, uh, I have started mm-hmm. very, very, very organically writing the grant mm-hmm. to um, literally bridge, and I'm talking about thermal bridging, literally bridge the gap. I mm-hmm. love this pun I'm just putting together mm-hmm. um, of that equation for that problem with the that's inappropriate. It's it's your turn it's your aunt. Your it's your phone. Aunt. Turn, turn it off. Silent. You know, no, this is Kathy, your aunt. I don't care. No, you should. <laughs> when you get the rest of the stuff in the garage out of Clayton, don't forget to get the two main the two man saw that was your great grandfather's. And 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 my J roller with my zip tape. That J roller is a hundred five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Zip system. I don't know why it's expensive. It. I don't know why I keep doing this. Please bring that. I don't back. know. I, I need to replace like two it. windows in my own house. I need that. <laughs> I got it. What the hell was I talking about? Yeah. Um. Sorry. Blame Aunt Kathy. Yeah. So so the update on the shipping container stuff. Um. Grant. We. I'm just started writing the grants, mm-hmm. and Scott McNichol, my buddy from KU, Rock Chalk, is going to help me get that kind of. He's advising me on a very mm-hmm. organic level. Professionally, can't because he's that'd be. Um, I think I would not be allowed to be frowned upon because yeah. of this position. But I'm getting that going um, for that piece of it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you have spoken with, based on our last episode, mm-hmm. somebody who's out. interested in the finan- right. financing this endeavor. Right, a our prototype bit. on yeah, whatever that looks to, like. Uh, I went to one of my clients and uh, who is a really successful individual. Um, there's a lot of commercial real estate, a lot of development. He also owns a few car dealerships. and um, It's not John Elway. <laughs> no. <laughs> and basically got really upset with me. I, he said he was listening to the podcast, which I think at first, for some reason, I was like, you're listening to the podcast? It's I shocking. Didn't, when didn't really feel like that. you were the demographic right. for it. Um, right. But then actually, it totally makes sense. Yeah. He is in the demographic for it. But um, yeah, he was pissed. He was like, why are you, why are you putting that out there, bro? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why he sounded Hispanic there. I'm not sure what that was. Um, <laughs> different but, voices for different people. Yeah, but he, uh, he, he's, 
I told him a long time ago when I was considering building my home out of shipping containers. Um, and he seemed to take great interest in that update. Right. And then I told him that, you know, the idea would be since it was a Fannie Mae approved standardized form of building that it could be comped out just like any home. You wouldn't have to find like another shipping container to comp it out with. Yeah. Container home, that there is a potential benefit of saying, look, that means if I can reduce the cost to build and the ARV would still be X, right? That then maybe I could also have a separate conversation with uh, mortgage lending and saying, look, if I can build a home that puts you in a loan to value of like 50%, then couldn't that also change the way that we finance home construction, et cetera, in terms of down payments or, um, or the, you know, like with new bill, a lot of times it's this construction loan that rolls into a 30 and maybe right. there was a different way we could do that where I could refinance out some of the equity at the time I take possession to then send back in the terms of my down payment. The right. yeah. There was some way that we could work that out to make it more achievable for people who might not be able to save. Anyway, so he was really interested in this conversation and told me so. This was like a year ago. Yeah. Like, I'm really interested in this. And I never said anything. And then he listens to the podcast and he's like, you're fucking talking about this? Right. And, you and you're come, like putting yeah. out there like he's like, I told you I was interested come in this. Come find me. How many people have you talked to about this? And I said, zero. And he's like, oh, yeah? So no one's listening to your podcast? <laughs> and I was like, actually, that's true. People are listening. I'm sorry. Uh, so he actually said in the moment, too, he's like, I think the idea with the mobile home and manufactured home was the right direction. But we were looking at it wrong. We were looking at it domestically. And in his viewpoint, he does a lot of business overseas, yeah. uh, says that he thinks it is a there's a there's a chance for uh, that internationally would be a better model mm-hmm. because a lot of other countries that need low how low low income housing don't have the right building infrastructure yeah, they can't do it. or access to materials. So he's like, so just like anything else being manufactured here in the United States and shipped over. Um, might be a solution and he seems to have some connections in certain countries to where he could essentially if we could do what we were achieving which was hey here's two shipping containers put together um, designed very specifically to be broken apart shipped and put back together real efficiently with all these things he's like I think there's something there and Mm -hmm. had uh, real well cut to the chase he's basically said Put your, get the idea right. Get right? your concept ready. Get your concept ready. Get it with me, and then let's build a prototype. Yeah. So there seems to be some movement with that. Um, but that's where I want to drag Mr. Thompson in here mm-hmm. is because um, also one of the reasons why I'm really interested in, in, in solar is because I feel like right. this is going to be a part of it. I don't want to build something that needs to be innovative later. Right. L- later. Mm-hmm. I want to, if we were going to do this, I would want to, I mean, the whole point is to, Think about it. Mm-hmm. Measure 10 times cut once right. on something like this. So if we were going to bring power to one of these or a cooling system, for example, right. we were talking about like the, what's the Mitsubishi? Uh, oh, the mini splits. Mini splits, yep. yeah. Um, and stuff like that. That This is going to be a big component. We just got done talking about how expensive some of this stuff can be. Right. And if the goal is to get down to like $50 a square foot, that can really be replicatable. You know, your, your HVAC and your electrical and plumbing is going to be your three biggest categories of expense in terms right. of doing this. So, and that's really where 
I think the replicatable stuff can happen. I mean, we can we can come up with creative design things to make them look nice, but we got to make them work. Um, mm. And so going through that process uh, with some of the trades, if you will, yeah. um, is going to be really key. So Casey, how do I fix this problem? Right, you're on. Go. How do I fix? <laughs> how do I how do I make these things extremely energy efficient in terms of electrical use? <laughs> you're fired you know you know you know what you know you know what though uh talking about solar power i think that where solar power is used most and that i see it most is when it's required when there's no other option mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. i see it used a lot too like give me an example what do you mean uh Gentleman I did a lot of work for a couple of years ago, very wealthy individual, has multiple cabins out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, gotcha. Right. Yep. Definitely no, uti- no utility yeah. power out yeah. there. So he had solar power as his primary uh, means of power. Um, but there again, it's where it's the only option. Right. There is no other option for power, for electricity out there. Now there again... Very, very, very wealthy individual. He could spend money without thinking twice. Right. right. So he didn't have a problem with spending the $10,000 on batteries every three mm-hmm. years. Um, but there again, it's in an environment where there is no other option. So yeah. that's where the shipping container idea sounds like. And, you know, that's where that might make sense. Yeah. There isn't another option. So how do you make that most efficiently take place? The solar power. And my answer is minimize how much you need. Minimize how much power. I mean, how much power Big do you key. really need exactly. in the place? Which comes down to the size of the structure. And mm-hmm. I think we're, like I was telling Evan, I think I'm, well, in the last couple of years, I've, I think I've seen a movement. I'll call it a movement towards um, people realizing that they don't need as much space as they've been, air quotes, shopping for. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need six bedrooms for a family of two, right? right? You don't need four bathrooms. They're, they're, they're in a, I would say in a, a social environment downsizing. Um, you're even seeing that with production builders as far as, you know, the size of the structure and, 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 and space needed. And I think that's a, you're, you've drawn a good point. That's a good way of looking at it is how much power do you actually need? And a good example of this is I had a past client call me. Um, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, I had a past client call me recently, and he, speaking of DIY projects and YouTube, he's actually a pretty handy guy. Got into a kitchen remodel himself. It's a I did a basement for him, uh, God, four or five years ago, and he got in over his head. He actually opened up two walls, did some structural work, and he's got a really for a home that was built in the early '90s, I believe, a really odd wiring project in that house. He's got a hundred amps running his house and he's probably about 2000 feet with the basement now. Hmm. So what I did back and I had to remember what I was doing. I had to, I took the last two spaces available in the panel to run two additional basement circuits, um, pulled some power from upstairs for some initial lighting and basically, you know, just avoided every possible way of doing a sub panel down in the basement to keep his cost down. And, and, and as far as code goes and safety and all that, we were fine, but it was like, we're kind of pushing it mm-hmm. hundred amps in a 2000 square foot home with a basement. He's got two kids, um, three bedroom, two bath, actually three bedroom, three bath now with the basement. 
And now he's in the kitchen and he wants to add a bunch of can lights. Um, we're rerouting a bunch of switch legs. Um, his wife's, you know, per code, which is Casey and I've talked about, we've got to add a bunch more outlets. You know, we've, it's, I think it's overkill on that side as far as code goes now. But so you get into the, the point of, holy crap, 100 amps, I don't think is going to work. And we're talking about an existing building envelope. We're just upgrading the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, can I make it work? So you get creative and realize, you know what? 100 amps actually is sufficient for what he has, for the size of home. We, you got to think through it, you know, which he, he was outside of his, you know, his pay scale at that point. But thinking through what we had to do and basically I had three or four electricians come through and I pitched them the, my ideas I had. And they're all like, no, no, no. We got to upgrade service. We got to upgrade service. You need 200 amps. You need 200 amps. Mm. A service upgrade. We're talking another three grand mm-hmm. just for that. Plus we've got, you know, now we've got to upgrade all the codes. So we're changing out all the breakers. So everything's going to arc fault and all, you know, we're, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And long story short, I figured out a way to keep his panel at a 60 amp sub panel to, to, add some spaces for the kitchen it's sufficient for the size of home he has and so you don't need as much power like we 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 think we need so much power now we need so much space but we're getting into this this era of do we yeah Yeah. well and there's there's codes and calculations that are uh, mandated by code that right. you have to have X right. amount of power for X amount of square feet and size of house and, uh, you know, the build of the house, you know, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, how many, you know, this and that. There are code calculations that are required. Right. But what you're pointing out, it, it, uh, there's a calculation, there's a, a formula to how much power is actually going to be used it's therefore, how much power do you really need? Right. Now, when you're talking about houses, residential houses here in the States, uh, again, there's codes, national code that yep. mandate what it takes. But as far as what's really needed, and you're talking about shipping container ideas outside mm-hmm. of the country, etc., cetera, uh, that's how you make it, to answer your question earlier, Evan, uh, most efficient, most cost-effective, but um, operational, functional. Is to reduce the amount of power that yeah. It how much are you really needs. doing in there? Right. I mean, are you are you, you got a dishwasher in there? <laughs> no, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need a dishwasher in there? Right. right. What kind of water heater are you working with? Uh, are we talking about air conditioning mm-hmm. and heating? Are we talking about a split system like you said? Yeah, it's kind of identifying the things that use the most power and saying, look, it's not as much as uh, I am going to try to innovate how electricity happens at the house, but I'm going to actually think about what is taking the most power Mm -hmm. and thinking about that. And Mm -hmm. so really almost like how to solve this problem would not necessarily be solving the problem of, you know, um, the whole electrical um, overview of it, but looking at what takes the most power Mm -hmm. and focusing on that and really using less would mm-hmm. come from having some intentional thought about what's cause what's what's taking more. Yeah, if that makes sense. That's building efficiency. Yeah. That's right. what yeah. it is. Absolutely. is efficiency rather than because uh, you don't need a dishwasher in these things. Right. You can hand wash. Rather yeah. than figuring yeah. out alternate means of the utility, right. alternate means of the power. Right. Rather than that, which is a focus uh, nowadays uh, in a lot of different facets. Uh, 
alternate means of power mm-hmm. rather than that how about more efficient use of that power yep use less of it yep and that's what a lot of what i do in the building automation world is i mean vfds on motors rather than mm-hmm. 20 years ago when you turn a pump on it was on or it was off it right. was 100% on or it was 100% off mm-hmm. there's nothing efficient about 100% if right. you only need that thing <laughs> running right if you only need that thing running at 75% then the technology of a VFD was created. Mm-hmm. Variable frequency drive. So it's a variable use of that power. It's manual transmission, you know? Mm, yeah. You right. don't need to get to fifth gear as soon as you start the car. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. And, and it's almost where outside of, you know, saying, look, uh, if you really looked at the things that are taking lots of power... And you put a real intentional thought behind that. Mm. And then you got down to where you don't need that much. Then if you could solve that whether through some sort of solar or wind specifically for that. But that's not... Candles. Can, yeah. oh, <laughs> maybe he, bring, bring that guy back. Maybe yeah. he comes back. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that guy comes back. We're making fun of him. But yeah. Shipping container He's like, I'm kind of like bell bottoms. Every 30 years, I come back in style. Yeah. Nope. Um, Settle no, down, I, Jeffrey. That's not it's happening. Probably, it's, probably, it's probably the answer. You know, the problem with making it really standardized or, or replicatable, actually would be a better word for this, is that now, if you talk about making a thousand of these things and sending them overseas, I don't think replicatable is even a word. Replicatable? Hey, it man, is. on this show, oh, dude, we've already word. talked. About we've invented this. a new dictionary. Yeah, nobody fact checks us. <laughs> um, yeah, you can say whatever you want. I happen to be uh, still relative. I say relatively flat, fast. That means I still run a sub 10, 100 yard, uh, sub 10 second, 100 yard. Oh, See, no Connie's one's gonna fact you. check that. <laughs> nobody knows. I can say whatever I want. Um, if you don't like it, get your own mic. Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, what I was saying though is uh, it's not like you couldn't say, well, look, the, the most efficient way to do this is by, I don't know, just creating some sort of weird little windmill that goes like that. But you got to install these potentially somewhere that is not because you're solving a problem. Mm-hmm. Let's say like somewhere where maybe materials can't get very easily. Right, the Philippines right. or something, right? It's just like, yeah, it looks like with the use of wind power, you can, it's like, yeah, but I can't do 10,000 of those. Right. So it's got to be something that can be real replicatable. Mm. By the way, totally a word. Um, <laughs> to where you can say, look, I can do this real efficiently and effectively. Yeah. And I can get these things built and sent somewhere. So it's there's always this weird... Uh, balance between this is the best way versus but that's the best way for one yeah right but what happens if you got to make it's no longer the best way anymore right you know Mm -hmm. um the best way to bake a cake might be x but if you got to bake ten thousand or uh, a thousand cakes for a big event that's not the best way to do Mm -hmm. it you know so things change there a little bit there's a weird little um equation somewhere where it's Mm -hmm. like uh that's actually you know, we still need to do X because we're doing this assuming that we're going to do 300 of these right. versus one, right, in some controlled facility here where we have access to means and materials. So, yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you. And I've heard this argument about recycling, actually, um, where they say, like, it's one thing to recycle, but really what you should be doing is using less. Yeah. It's just not just less. that you're recycling it, that you should mm-hmm. be using less. Like, I'm glad you're recycling your plastic bottles. 
Just don't um, use plastic. But just don't use plastic. Yeah. Try to find a way around that. So, and it's kind of like I think what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a better way to do it outside of looking at what is using power and starting there, which is probably right. really just a good tip to everybody, mm-hmm. actually, whether yeah. despite our endeavor on the whole use less. Use less. Yeah. yeah. Use less, do more. Millennials, yeah. listen to me. Yeah, right. But that's where some of the technology you were talking about before that, that you and Encore are doing. It's where the smart homes, if you leave the room, the lights, even here at Confluence SBC, yeah. if you walk out, the lights will turn Everything off. shuts off. Well, he, shuts mean, off. As far, he goes as far as having the door shut behind And he's you. got wind here, right? He's got wind and, and solar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really cool building. That's cool. Good yeah. job, Tom. Well, so that's what we got going on with the whole shipping container thing yeah. is right now we're slowly moving forward. Uh, we've also started following some other people on YouTube. Yes. Um, what was the name of that? Contain? Get Contained um, uh, Luxury Look, container. container. I think yeah. so. Oh, man. We should probably have known this before we got yeah, on. Yeah, so there's a couple of really good ones out there that are, that, you know, they're get kind of you know, they're diving down the rabbit hole a little bit ahead of us on some stuff, which is great because thank you. We can just watch what you've screwed up and, yeah. and pick it up from there. But that's the whole point of innovation. Uh-huh. It's a team, it's a team event and you just kind of bounce it off each other and to get better. Yeah. He watched one or the, the episode, the first one he goes through actually as a contractor and says, I actually want to know what this costs yeah. and have it X finish. Right. Right, so not just livable. I want it to be something that somebody would buy right. and live in, and I wanted to see what the real cost was. And went through all the hard costs, all basically the on one twenty forty four. What do you got there? Is that crazy one? I know, I've seen that one. Looks that like one's an iceberg insane. sticking but out of the ground. But that thing is so expensive. Oh Actually, yeah. that specific one. Uh, so Casey showed us a picture of a crazy shipping container home, um, where basically it looks like a flower. Yeah, like everything just, is sticking yeah, out. Sticking the sh- out like a, yeah. But that's where that's where. You look at that, that's that over uh, fabrication that we talked about before, where that becomes very expensive. And if you work with a shipping container in its actual design, right? and yes, you're a little bit limited in, I mean, you're basically building versions of squares and rectangles yep. as a home. But the, yeah, that one's amazing. I think <laughs> that one was in actually like New Zealand or something. But yeah, and there's, there's, there's groups out there that are doing it just for the reusable standpoint. They don't care about cost, timeline, anything. They're just reusing yeah. it. Or it's simply because, hey, I want to build a home out of these things. I don't really care. Yeah, these guys have got more money than they know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. and, that's, and there's, there's, that, there's that piece of it too, for sure. But, um, hey, I have a backyard that would uh, be perfect for a... a ADU uh, for one of these. I want to do in the backyard of my house. I back up to an alley. I'm in Old Town Castle Rock. Uh, Back up to an alley, and I want a two car garage in the back with a living space above it. Yeah, it's just an ADU. What's an ADU? Accessory Accessory. dwelling unit. Okay. Yep. Basically, a detached garage. My backyard can be a guinea pig if you all want. Hey, man. We're in. We're in. Done. Done. I need you to sign right here. Yeah, push that paper Pr- over to press hard. Press hard. Carbon copy. <laughs> Somebody lean on his back, get it all the way through. Case that piece of paper isn't wasn't. a check, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so all right. Did you have one more question for him? By the way, you had a, you were talking. You about know a question. what? Yeah, actually, I do. Okay. Um, so, a little context here, real quick. Uh, Shane is doing some day trading. I would call it swing trading, options trading, trading, trading. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was talking to it's my wife about it. 
And she said, like, really a great compliment to you. It's like, you know what I love about Shane is that he's always willing to learn to do uh, that he, nothing is not uh, like a possibility to expand your knowledge. So my question to Casey. Thank you, Sadie, by the way. Yeah. My question to Casey is, why is that not you? <laughs> what am I not? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Always wanting to learn? What, what's, the, what's the question? <laughs> just kidding, man. Uh, that was basically well, the question. Why are you unwilling to learn? <laughs> <laughs> As he's got some sort of knife What are you right doing? Now, surgery you over here? I got a splinter that I've been working just on bite for a while. It. And so your solution is to take out a six-inch knife well, and dig it out of your arm? It gets it out quicker. Well, there's a splinter in here. and You cut around it and pull it out. <laughs> As you can see, I've been trying for a while. It looks like I have an addiction that I need to deal with. Yeah, well, yeah maybe seriously. You, you need to get that well, my arm here. Your body knows what to do. It so what's it the out. question? <laughs> I think you've made your points. I'm listening. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we'll, we'll conclude <laughs> we'll on conclude that. With yeah. that. We'll let him re-listen to it. Yeah. I'm uh, always learning. Yeah, uh, I know. And that's the truth. That's, that's the, awesome. the thing about me, and you know, I know you guys are the same. Uh, we've worked together a lot, and we are always learning. Always. The three of us have learned from each other so much. Oh, yeah. In the ridiculous situations we found ourselves in, the construction is ever-changing, and we're always finding ourselves in something we got to figure out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm always learning non-stop you guys witness it firsthand when i'm on your job sites yeah no 100%. i'm good at what Trial i do fire. yeah well no I'm, I'm, I'm good at what i do i've been doing it for a long time i'm a professional and i'm proud to say that i'm good at it yep but i am learning every single day and if you're not you're doing something wrong so yeah yeah, yeah how to get better how to do it better more efficiently um it's it's a learning learning thing every day that's why i love the trades it's something that you can you can never be perfect at. I mean, we're never going to be perfect at anything, but there's always an opportunity to get better at it, learn it. And like we talk about innovation all the time, there's always something that makes our job better, more fun, more efficient. And the mm-hmm. guys that, well, we've talked about this whole time, even today, push it away. The mm-hmm. guys that end up either retiring, quitting, getting pushed out of the business, mm-hmm. things are changing. You have to adapt. And we yeah. have yeah. thumbs now. I mean, yeah. right. You, you can know, either. You can either be a part of it, or you can get left in the dust. Yeah, you're gonna get you left can either, behind. You, know, that's, you can meet the street lamp guy. That's the thing with yeah. technology. Yeah. Well, Casey Thompson, thank you for coming uh, to the and be the first guest on the Built by Bailey's podcast. Good you're to see perfect you. for this. Yeah. Uh, we love you, man. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, for everybody else out there. Uh, please like and subscribe to the video. It it. really helps us out. And the more that you guys subscribe... uh, And listen. And and listen. listen, The more that we can bring on more substantial guests than Casey Thompson. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I was just getting ready to tell you guys how much I appreciate you and how much of a pleasure it is working with you guys. Um, Now, he's actually perfect for this. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? We should have a... Once every like six episodes, he'll be our. Oh, uh, we got to bring it. Yeah, he'll, he'll be I, our. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Yeah. Yeah. It, be dope, actually. it is a pleasure working <laughs> yeah. with you guys. It always uh, has been. Well, this would be this would be like a subcategory episode. It, you know, this would be like episode five or whatever, and then it'll be but it'll be episode two. Yeah. Of Casey Thompson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Casey yeah, yeah, Thompson yeah, part yeah, two. Yeah, I'm yeah, just gonna three. show up. I'm gonna find out when you guys do this. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, 
Casey's here again. Come on in, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> Love it. But subscribe, like, uh, if you're listening. It takes two seconds. It really helps us out. Um, you might enjoy listening. I mean, I know it's about construction, and there's a lot of people that I even know that don't just doesn't appeal to them. Listen. Listen anyways. Um, what we just talked about, you can always learn something new. Listen. You'd enjoy it. Evan's kind of a funny guy. Yeah, sometimes not on purpose. Um, but we love you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you guys have questions or things that you want us to talk about, uh, please reach reach out to us at Shane at uh, Bailey Custom Home Correct dot com, or you can email me at evbales at Yahoo. Yep, I still have a Yahoo account. Nice work. Um, so read a newspaper. <laughs> uh, so do that, and we love you guys. Be kind to each other. Um, be patient with your builder, your contractor, and uh, take care. Thanks, man. Bye. Appreciate you guys. Bye.